Hey bloggers, today we're going to talk a little bit about email and specifically double opt-ins to email lists. I'm going to tell you, this episode is very biased. I cannot stand being uh, asked to opt-in again. I am not a fan of double opt-in, at least from the consumer point of view. Um, I I think it, it's always interesting to me where I say, here's my email address. Can you please send this thing to me that you said you were going to send? And then I get an email that says, are you sure you want me to send it? And I say, yes, I'm sure. Usually I just hit delete. I'm like, you know what? I don't even want it anymore. Um, and that's just me. And so I carry that feeling though into my blogging business and I do not use double opt-ins in my blogging business. If you're using them and you love them and you think they're really important, I want you to keep doing what feels right in your gut. But uh, today I'm going to make a case for not using them. So the first thing is I think there's less friction for your subscribers. So the barrier to entry to getting that lead magnet to them um, is obviously lower um, or there's less friction when you don't have a double opt-in. Usually after I there's something I really want and I'm willing to give my email address for it, uh, I head over to my email after I subscribe, I hit refresh, you know, two or three times. And then it's there and then I'm ready to open it and use it, not go through the rigmarole of opting in and waiting again for that email to come. So less friction for your subscribers. Also, when there's less friction, that means you can grow your list faster because you're really eliminating that kind of extra step for subscribers and it um, it, it helps you grow your list. And I think that if you immediately engage with your list, if you're sending them what you promised, then you're immediately sending a welcome email, you're being consistent with your newsletter list, there's no reason to think that um, there's going to be a problem. And usually software now that yeah, email management systems now are really good about pulling out um, deadbeat email addresses. Um, you've got to have a you know a, a program, a process running on um, your EMS that helps you to remove people who aren't engaging with you. And obviously, you want an unsubscribe. So if people decide that you're not a good fit, it's really easy for them to get out of your email flow. So related to that is you've got a reduced chance of lost subscriptions because a lot of times that uh, request, that double opt-in request goes into spam and they think you didn't even send, you didn't send them anything. And, you know, I guess the biggest thing is it's just an annoyance. It is definitely an annoyance for me. And there is, there are some studies out there, um, you know, it's who you listen to, but there's some studies out there that argue that if you turn off double opt-in, use what's called single opt-in, then it, your offers, your promises, your solutions get to your subscribers faster. And that tends to increase conversion rates. Now, conversion rates could be people clicking through. Could, if you have things to sell, it could be people 
purchasing from you. Every email has a different uh, purpose. And so conversion is different for each and every one of those. But again, some argue that the sooner you can get the answer to people for whatever their pain point is, um, that better conversion rate you're going to have. And then the final thing I want to mention is probably a little controversial, but a lot of people say, well, I have people coming from the EU to my content, or let's say from, you know, play like, you know, let's say Germany. And so the GDPR compliance requires that I have, uh, that I double opt-in. And that is a real misconception. Double opt-in is not a requirement of GDPR uh, or required for GDPR compliance. GDPR requires clear consent but it doesn't mandate double opt-in. What many, many uh, consultants, email consultants over the years since GDPR have said is, well, if you do double opt-in, then you're definitely, you know, you're sure that you're conforming to that clear consent message. And yeah, that's true. But it's kind of um, morphed like the telephone game to this point where now people think that double opt-in is required and it's just not. It is not a requirement for GDPR. So I don't want you to think that if you're getting email subscribers from the EU that you absolutely have to have that. I think the thing you want to do is make sure that you're very clear about what you're going to be sending people and that as part of that process they will be they will then be on your list and you tell them I email every Tuesday. Um so you're just being very clear and very very upfront which you know is good business practice anyway. Um you don't have to require that double opt-in. And I know some of you are probably going to write me and argue with me about how I'm wrong, but, and you know, that's okay. Uh, but I encourage you um, not to make the assumption that GDPR and double opt-in are linked together and go and do some research for yourself. Hey, real quick, this is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I'd love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at lesliepeterson.com.